Women are not a niche market. They are the market. Women everywhere. Welcome to the Simply Retirement Podcast with your host, Eric Blake. This show offers valuable insights and advice on retirement planning, specifically tailored for women. Join us as we explore various challenges that arise during retirement planning and discuss practical ways to overcome them. With years of experience in retirement planning as a financial professional, Eric brings a wealth of knowledge to the table. He is joined by guests who will also offer unique perspectives and insights. Together, they provide practical tips and strategies to help you delegate some of the heavy lifting and make the most of your retirement. Whether you are a widow, divorced, or simply ready to take control of your financial future, this podcast is designed to help you navigate the complexities of retirement planning and make the most of this exciting phase of life. We take a step-by-step approach to help you understand what's next and guide you through the retirement planning journey. So sit back, relax, and let us help you build your retirement on your terms with another episode of the Simply Retirement Podcast with Eric Blake. Hello, and welcome to the Simply Retirement Podcast with your host, Eric Blake. I'm Wendy McConnell. I like that quote. I knew you would. I knew you would. (laughs) And I I don't know, I would love to be able to to quote this or to, to credit our guest today directly with this quote, but it's all I know is that it's uh, there, the founders of Purse Strings, which we're going to get into in just a second. That's the first place I saw it, but they also may be the ones that are shouting it the loudest. So, uh, and maybe more importantly, doing something about it. Well, I love that. So uh, we have two guests today, two we lovely We do. Guests. We've got this amazing dynamic mother and daughter duo. Again, the founder of Purse Strings, Dr. Barb Provost, and her partner and daughter, Maggie Nielsen. They are also the host of the podcast with the best name in the financial services space, maybe any space when it comes to podcasting, Women and Money, the Shit We Don't Talk About. And honestly, I don't even know if I'm allowed to cuss on my own podcast, but I guess we're going to find out very soon. You're the boss. You're the boss. Hey, there we go. Perfect. In the meantime, Barb and Maggie, welcome to the Simply Retirement Podcast. Yay. We're so excited to be here, Eric. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks for having us, Eric. And if, I'm going to break every podcast rule in the book right now, if that's okay with you, because I'm going to share just a quick story about why I have you on the podcast. So as I think I've shared with probably all three of you that are on here, very early riser. So I get up at 5 a.m. no matter what, Saturday, Sundays, Friday, doesn't matter, weekends, holidays, get up at 5 a.m. And one Sunday morning, I'm just kind of looking around on YouTube, looking for something to listen to on my morning walk. And I come across this interview with Ellen Rogan who you guys are very familiar with, and she's interviewing Barb. And they get into it and they're talking about purse strings and they're talking about how basically how the financial services industry has failed women when it comes to providing education and helping them, as we'll talk about very much in our uh, our session today, living financially fearless. And as a result of that, I reached out, I found out about what they call their purse strings approved professionals. And I said, that sounds very interesting. And this is really before I made the full uh, 100% commitment to focusing on women. But we're very close. A lot of what we were doing was focused on women, but we weren't really, the website wasn't 100% directed that way. And I reached out to Barb. We had a, a great conversation, became one of their approved professionals. And the experience, it's been one of the best decisions I've made in my career. The connections we made, the professionals that I've gotten to know, many of which have already been on the podcast the opportunity to participate in different events, the caregiver event that Jeannie Doherty, another professional on the on the group in the group, is going to be putting on. Actually, by the time this this airs, it'll already have happened. But just so many great opportunities, so many great people that I've gotten a chance to connect with. 
So I also want to just say thank you for for that opportunity and what you guys have done. Oh, Eric, thank you so much for your kind, kind words. It just warmed my heart. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, I think podcast is over. We're good to go now. We got our compliments <laughs> yeah, ready. Well, maybe, maybe breaking rules is a good thing sometimes, right? Exactly, exactly. Well, let's start there. If you don't mind, just tell us what is Purse Strings? Uh, what's it all about? And why did you start it? What was the, you know, what was the driving force behind you starting Purse Strings together? Yeah, well, I can start with that. As my background is I'm an adult educator. So my work over 20 plus years has been educating in the financial industry services across many, many different organizations. So I would come in and build out educational strategies, content, curriculum, work with facilitators, everything from onboarding new financial professionals to helping them open their businesses, product process, procedure, marketing, everything. So I was very close to the work and the role of financial professionals. My concern was 99% of them were male and 99% were white male. And a lot of the work that I saw going on was a very linear process to sell a product. And all the product marketing materials had a white man and women sitting across from a white man at a desk. And I just thought, boy, this doesn't really reflect the world and who are really these products for. So I kept saying to management, I think we're missing a female market. I think there's a lot of disconnects here that could be corrected. And I went on um, to tell them all the reasons why, and they were not interested. So um, long story short, I saw the same thing happening across many organizations without any listening for maybe making some changes to really focus on women. I went through a divorce, met other women going through a divorce. They felt like they were underserved by the financial industry, had very fundamental questions, didn't know if they could afford it. Lots of questions, which were smart, bright, educated women, but you know, no one ever really taught any of us about money. And then when Maggie was in high school, I just... Um, grab her and say, come on, let's run some errands. And we'd see women of retirement age, you know, bagging groceries or handing out those uh, samples at Costco. And I would turn to Maggie and say, why are these women of retirement age doing this work? I mean, what's going on here? So I did a deep research, hired a researcher to really dig into the data and then grabbed Maggie again and said, Maggie, be my scribe. And we talked to hundreds of women and Maggie, take it from there. Yeah, the main thing women would always say to us is their financial professional didn't even look at them. Right. And I was amazed that someone is giving their life savings over to someone who won't look at them. Um, that I was pretty astounded by that. So Barbara and I really came together to provide women a lot of free tools and resources to kind of get those foundational questions answered and to get the wheels turning. But then women would say to us, who can I go to? Who can I really trust? And that's why on our site, we have a list of our top tier financial professionals, our purse strings approved professionals who have all been vetted and approved and love to serve the female market, just like you, Eric, you know, great professionals like yourself. Um, so women really do have that trusted place to go to get that knowledge, but then to also work with great professionals, you know, who, who will look at them um, and do a lot more for them as well. And there's a phrase I touched touched on it earlier, but I would really like to get your input is, you know, what do you feel like the definition of, of this phrase is? What does it mean for women to live financially fearless? Yeah, you know, so many women, um, there was just a stat, you know, 56% of women worry about money once a week. You know, they just, women have a lot of worry about money and with good reason. We're behind in so many ways. And we let's rattle it off, Maggie, right? The pink tax, the pay gap. Caregiving, over-educating, getting underpaid. 
all these different things. Stepping more, out they of the hold workforce. more of the student loans. Yeah. And there's just so behind in so many ways. And, you know, women are the hardest workers. Like during the pandemic, we saw like no other. They were the safety net for everything. They were the teachers. They were the nurses. They were the moms. They were the caregivers. They were the ones that really were the hub of the family and holding a lot of things together. Yet women put everyone else ahead of themselves and they don't put their own oxygen mask on first. And because of that, we're really calling out to women and saying, you know, you need to think about yourself first. You need to think about your retirement. You need to think about your um, health and welfare and oversight as you age. You're going to age alone. And you can't start investing too late. The number one regret of women is that they've started too late or didn't invest or didn't make smart financial decisions. It was hard to catch up. So we're being financially fearless is really stepping into your power, coming to a community that doesn't have any judgment, helping you to start learning wherever you are and working with the right financial professionals so that you can put yourself first and get smart about money. But of course, and I and I have my feelings and opinions about this next question. But as a man, quite honestly, my opinion doesn't really matter. But from your perspective, how do you feel like the financial services industry has failed women when it comes to education and, and helping them make those decisions? Yeah. Um, well, there's a lot of different things there, but one of them is just the lack of education. And that really goes for men and women. There's not, you know, even in school these days, there's not a ton of financial education, but a lot of the advertising is very much towards men in the, in the financial industry. It's always been a very linear sales process. And that's not always how women, that's not always uh, the way women buy, you know, they want to think about things. They have more questions and it's always about, you know, ROIs and KPIs and different things like that, where women are more focused on, you know, is everyone covered? Will everyone be protected? But then we also get the messaging that a man should handle our money, either our fathers or our husbands. And so, you know, they just kind of ignore us in that conversation and just being ignored leaves us out and leaves us behind. And I would add to that, that when you think of financial services, it's a model built by men for men to sell to men. And that really hasn't changed, Eric. I mean, <laughs> you know, making changes in this industry is like trying to turn a big tanker around. I mean, even to this day, there's only maybe 17, maybe 20% of financial services are women uh, financial service providers, unless they're in an administrative role. And um, the problem with that is the model does not accommodate what women want and need to manage all that she has to do in her life. So even if she's interested in this type of role, it's hard to maintain the work effort required because it's set up to a standard that uh, doesn't help support them in their daily lives and routines. Right. And I feel like, unfortunately, it it sometimes takes some type of drastic event or drastic experience for, especially for a man to have a better attitude, different attitude when it comes to educating women. And in my situation, being raised by a single mother, I never knew my biological father. You know, she got divorced a couple of times and, you know, she's, she's, in this retirement phase of life on her own, having to make all these important decisions. My grandmother was widowed when she was 62. And you you hate to think that that's what it takes for a man to actually realize the significance of what's going on here. And also why, from my perspective, if I do work with a couple, we are going to take it from the wife's point of view. We're going to make sure we do everything possible to make sure she's going to be okay because she's going to live longer. Yeah, it's you really need to step into the shoes of women, which is, I'm sure is hard for men to do, but you really need to see what they're up against from their perspective. 
um, not from your perspective, but from her perspective, because it's a scary place for women and, and money and their financial future and the expense of aging alone and their own health and wealth oversight. And interesting, right, Maggie, so many gentlemen come to purse strings and say, you know what, Barb, my dad died and I had to go help my mom. And I really didn't realize that she didn't know that much about where the money was at. My dad made, didn't really make great decisions. She didn't have as much money as I thought. I had to kind of unravel this rat's nest. And I don't want women to have to go through that. So like you're saying, yeah, there's usually some kind of, wow, realization that this is a big need. But if that's what it takes, as you have talked, you talk about a lot, you know, as the, as women are, we're getting into that retirement age and beyond, we're going to see more and more of these stories that are going to pop up where the right decisions weren't made or the woman wasn't involved in the decisions. And it's just going to, we're going to have more than enough events to kind of scare us straight. Yeah, definitely. Which is kind of a bummer that, you know, we have to have these scary events to kind of set us straight rather than just being proactive about it and having a beautiful life later on. Sometimes it just take that slap in the face to get you on the right Yeah, It's unfortunate though, because, you know, our, our, all call our our heed to action is you know for women to start today i mean just get started right. you know that's what we're here for at purse strings is no judgment no shame which is so much of that goes on around money and women you know that's it's fear it's embarrassment it's i should have known better or nobody taught me this it's all of that we have to step through all that kind of yuckiness that we feel and into a community that says it doesn't matter where you are, let's just start where you're at and build some strategies and work with the right professionals who are going to build you a beautiful financial future. If you work in partnership and learn what you need to know and make the right moves, you can have a beautiful financial future. Now you kind of answered my question, my next question right there in terms of why it's important for women to work with a financial advisor. But actually then the challenge becomes, well, how do I find the right person? How do I find the right financial advisor for me? So what do you feel like women should be looking for when they are looking to hire a financial professional? Well, we always say interview them. So we have you know, a list of vetted professionals right on our site, and we make it very transparent. As you well know, Eric, everybody has, every professional has their own webpage. And we ask the professionals, you know, fill this out completely. Put, you know, why you love serving women is one part of it. What's your bio? What are your creds? But also what are three things that you do in your off time, tell me a little bit about who you are, who your family is, what you love to do. Then let me know what your costs are, right? What are you going to charge me? That's a question that women never want to ask. And they always think I'm not going to go because I don't have enough money for them or it's going to be too expensive. I won't be able to afford it. So they don't even want to venture into the conversation. So again, on our site, we ask the professionals, put your minimums on there. Some of them start from zero to ten thousand dollars some do start at half a million some are more but there's a wealth of different starting points and different advisors that can provide anybody who comes to our site and then make it easy for them right so with one click they can go right to your calendar link to your website and learn about you so take a look at all the different profiles and pick two or three that you think you're going to vibe with or you like what you're hearing on their page make an appointment and interview them because you're going to get financially naked with these people and you want to make sure that 
you're feeling like this is a person that's going to be in my court. They're going to answer my questions, treating me with respect, with dignity. They're not making me feel ashamed for maybe poor decisions I made or poor because I don't have a lot of money. Whatever, whatever the zhuzh is going on, you want to really make sure that you are interviewing a couple of different financial professionals and finding the one that you vibe with. Again, you go through the process of trying to vet these professionals. So, you know, what would you look for in a financial advisor? You kind of went through a couple of those, but is there anything else that you would add? Any specific questions you feel like women should be asking? Or what would you be looking for if you were going to hire a financial advisor? I mean, one thing is always, you know, to make sure that your financial advisor is a fiduciary, which means, you know, that they have your best interest in mind, because that's a huge thing when it comes to financial services is you just don't want to be sold the product. You want to make sure, you know, they have your best interest in mind. And then I like to wonder, you know, what are their specialties? What are their key areas? As a younger person who has a student loan debt, going to be a high income earner, you know, I'm looking for someone who can really has a specialty in those areas who can help me approach my debt and do these different things where Barb might be looking for somebody more who can help plan for that retirement, understands a second marriage and how you want assets divided between different families. And so really understanding what those specialties are and are their needs really in your, do their specialties align with your needs? Um, Because there are so many different certifications and and designations out there. Um, So I always like to make sure that their specialty is in the area that I'm looking for. I think that was one of the things that was was such a challenge for me. Again, being a financial advisor, you feel like you want to help everybody. Every woman that comes to you with a question, you want to be able to help them. But that is one of the things that I found is it is very difficult to specialize in everything. I don't deal with student debt. I don't really deal a whole lot with 529s, but I know I can help somebody who is within that five-year window of retirement plan their retirement income strategy. And that's been, again, another one of the most valuable things for me about purse strings is knowing that if it's not the right fit, if I have a conversation and it's not the right fit, I know there's somebody I can refer them to to get them in touch because there's always the, the right person for somebody. We just got to help them find it. And I love when someone can say, you know, that's not my strong suit. And here's somebody who does have this strong suit because that means you're so well-versed in what you do. And I want someone who's well-versed in, you know, the student loan situation or whatever it may be. Um, So I always think that's, I think more highly of a person who can give away that person and who's not trying to be like, I need every person who comes my way um, and I can help everyone because we know we can't, but I want someone who has that real depth of knowledge in the area that's needed. And it is hard. It's it's not, you know, because you also know there's the other aspect of you want to make sure that somebody that it's pa- as passionate as you are about helping a, women make those decisions. And so there is a, there is a level of where you're questioning yourself, well, should I, should I just work with them just because? Yeah. Uh, but again, you always, you got to figure out ultimately that's what it comes down to is what's best for each client, making sure we get them connected to the right person. So let's, uh, I'd like to hear a little bit more about the podcast. Number one, how did it, well, who came up with the name and how, how long did it take for you to agree upon that name? <laughs> I think we were just having lunch with a girlfriend who's, she's pretty funny herself. And we're just like, it's just, we're going to talk about the shit we don't talk about. And so we're like, why don't we just call it women and money, the shit we don't talk about. <laughs> and we kind of looked at each other, like, should we commit to that? And we both said, yeah, I mean, let's make it straightforward. I don't think there was much debate after that. We just were like, this is exactly it. Yeah, exactly, Maggie. We There is so much that we need to unpack for women and we need to start opening the dialogue about. In fact, 
she had a funny statement I put it on my my wallet said is this lighting a fire under anyone's caboose today you know because <laughs> that's really what we want to do we want to shake it up a little bit and be not you not I mean of course we say you need to save for retirement you need to save for you know your emergency fund and those are all basic concepts that we do and we need to show people why that's important and how to do it but we also need to say hey if you're thinking about going through divorce before you even mention the d word here's a worksheet of the top 10 things you need to do first who's telling them that right or you're leaving the workforce to care for children before you do that here's what you need to have in your household first you need to make sure you know where the money's at you know you're a beneficiary on things you have life insurance he has life insurance you know where the beneficiaries are you have a will you have power of attorneys you have your own in retirement with spousal iras like you need to set yourself up you know and that's not a bad thing that's a very family centric thing to make sure you're set i'm set we've we're making these changes in our marriage and our income but we need to make sure that i'm just not walking away from all my benefits all my contributions to social security all my contributions to my 401k without me feeling like i am also protected in this joint family decision so who's telling them that right so we still we have to unpack these conversations that women are afraid or just don't know what they don't know and we're just starting right. to talk about it well yeah so that, i think that's a good point too so we've talked obviously about financial advisors and financial planning and that kind of thing but there's so many other different types of professionals that are both on purse strings as well as that you've interviewed on your podcast so what are some of the other examples of professionals that that women would have access to or be able to connect with through purse strings or uh, being able to listen to the podcast, who are some of the other professionals that might be out there that they may need to know about? I mean, we always start with an attorney. We need the estate plan. We need the wills, trust, powers of attorney. Um, so that's always a huge one. But we also know, you know, 18,000 women are opening new businesses every day. We need people to help us with the books, whether that be a fractional CFO or an accountant, you know, and a business coach. But we also have people who could help you purchase an already running business. I didn't even know this was an opportunity that you could have. Um, so just bringing that conversation to light to show people you know, you can start a business or you could just buy a business, you know, and that's another opportunity out there. And then we also know that there's real estate, we buy and sell homes either that we're living in or have as investment properties. And this can get very intricate, especially during a divorce. So we have some people who specialize in just purchasing a home during a divorce to understand, you know, what uh, alimony and child support can go into buying that house, what counts, what doesn't count, how to make sure you know, not all the money is going into the house and you have no extra money to spend. All these different great professionals. I'm trying to think who else we have. Just some financial coaches to help, you know, pay down that debt, get your budget straight when you need some assistance with that. It really Special does take a whole team. Oh, yeah. yeah. Special needs planning. Right. Um, you know, everybody has unique kind of slices that they go deep on. And like you said, Eric, if, you know, you need someone who needs special needs planning and you you may not be the expert. You can partner with somebody Absolutely. at Purse Strings who has that area of expertise that's so critical now as well. That has some serious nuances in it. Yes, absolutely. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask the question once, but I would love to get each of you to, to respond. But uh, what didn't I ask that maybe I should have or any other specific nuggets of wisdom that you would like to share for women that are looking to live financially fearless? Well, I always say there's so much you know, shame that women feel about money and insecurity with good reason. We were given poor money messages growing up. We are still given poor money messages from 
all the marketing that comes our way, you know, how we should, we spend too much, we should save, where when they're talking to men, it's all about invest, invest, invest. But I'll tell you what, women are a powerful market, hashtag Taylor Swift, and we are making <laughs> big, big moves. And women are coming into the largest transference of wealth in history to the tune of $30 trillion. We want women to step into their power and start learning about money. At Purse Strings, 99% of what we give away is free. We're here for the asking. We have professionals lined up and ready to help women because with this large transference of wealth, women are going to have a one-time opportunity, many women, to really leverage any inheritance they're getting, things like that, to really set themselves up for a beautiful financial future. Our fear is they won't know what to do with it. We've seen this before. They start giving it away. People start realizing they have some money, so they start asking for it, and they feel like, well, I need to help little Johnny with his tuition or whatever it might be, and they start giving it away. And women really need to start stepping forward and putting themselves first, get smart about money, learn what they need to know, connect with financial professionals at Purse Strings who are going to have their best interest at heart and plan a great financial future where they can have it all. I think I would say that just remember money is just a tool and let's get excited about using it. There's so many great opportunities. I mean, we talk about all the shame and stuff, but like, I am so excited for what's to come with women and all the power in our hands. I think we're going to change the world and live just some of the best, most empowering lives. And I know when women are doing well, we empower and help so many other women and men and children and families. It's amazing. So I'm just so excited to see what's possible and dream big. You know, don't just think small picture, think big picture. There's a lot of amazing things that can happen out there and we're all capable of doing it. Like, like I said, I was so excited to have you you both on. Uh, you, can, you guys have made such a difference in uh, in our business over the last year and a half. I think it is just a little over a year and a half ago that uh, that we got connected with Purse Strings. And I couldn't be happier with that with that relationship and, and getting to know you guys and some of the, the opportunities you've given me uh, being on the podcast, being on some of your live events. It's been it's been an excellent experience. I want to make sure though that that you guys share what are the best ways to get in touch with you, to connect with you, the website, podcast, any specific details you want to share, and we'll make sure we get those in the show notes as well. How can people reach out to you? Yeah, definitely. We're at Purse Strings CO on all social media. So I would love a follow. Um, our website is purstrings.co. And so you can go to our front page and check out our professionals, the directory right on our front page. And then take a listen to our podcast, Women and Money, the shit we don't talk about. It's on all your streaming platforms. So give it, a, give it a listen and let us know your thoughts. I can't wait to hear your feedback. Yeah. And I would add that, Eric, we're always looking for financial professionals just like you, Eric, who love to serve the female market, have a natural female following, whether you're a financial planner, advisor, attorney, CPA, uh, bookkeeping, however you might help women uh, in any way financially, we'd love to talk to you. And um, just let women know we're here for them. We're free, no barriers here at Purse Strings. We're here so that all women can be financially fearless. Awesome. Again, thank you so much. It's been excellent. Uh, so much for Thank you so much for the input. If you'd like to learn more about our firm, Blake Wealth Management, please visit our website at blakewealthmanagement.com. You can find more about uh, my story, access to a lot of our free resources from our newsletter and YouTube and blog, all that fun stuff. Uh, but if you're a woman that is less than five years from retirement and you have questions about how to optimize Social Security, minimize your lifetime tax liability and invest smarter, just click that start here button on the website. There you can learn more about our process for helping you make an educated and informed decision about we are, whether we are the right firm to help you navigate 
your retirement journey. Well, thank you, everyone. And thank you for listening today. Please like, follow and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. That's it for today's episode of the Simply Retirement Podcast. We hope you found our insights and advice helpful in planning for a fulfilling retirement. Don't forget to take action on what you've learned today. Visit our website at blakewealthmanagement.com to learn more about our firm and review our Simply Retirement Roadmap process to get you on the right path to the retirement you deserve. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Thank you for joining us on this journey, and we look forward to helping you achieve your retirement goals. Remember, retirement is not the end of the road. It is the start of a new journey. So embrace it and make the most of it. Until next time, take care. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analyses of Blake Wealth Management. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Blake Wealth Management or RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor, Blake Wealth Management, and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.